and good afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis. Patty is taking the week off and our guest is the birthday girl. Counselor Candy Markham's birthday. Happy birthday, Candy. Happy birthday. Because we were talking over it. Yeah, it played. But we were talking about good stuff. Yes, and before we get to our topic, which is hate, it is Pledge Drive here at KNON. Give us a call, 972-647-1893. Or go online to knon.org and make your pledge that way and that certainly will help us because we're shorthanded here in the studio this week but Laurent has graciously volunteered to ignore our conversation later, and Jelly take your phone calls trophy. Okay. I, as I'm doing now and not feeling 100%. That's dedication. I'll soldier through. Now, we have two tickets to give away. Now, these you would need to call into the studio. Uh, Sandra Bernhardt is going to be at the Kessler Theater uh, on December 3rd at 7 p.m. The show, the doors open at 6 p.m., shows at 7 p.m. The Kessler Theater is in Oak Cliff on West Davis at Clinton Street. Um, we have one pair of general admission tickets, $125 gets you the pair of tickets, $160 gets you a pair of tickets and a t-shirt. We also have tickets for comedian Michelle Wolf uh, on Friday, November 17th at House of Blues at 2200 North Lamar Street. The show is at 8 p.m. I have one pair of tickets for a $75 pledge, or for $115, you can get the pair of tickets and a T-shirt. Now, those you'd need to call in, 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Other pledges, if you'd like, you can go online and make them at knon.org. That's knon.org. Hit the Pledge Now button, <clears throat> and um, just fill in the information. It wants basic information like your name, your address, uh, how much you're going to pledge, what you would like as a pledge premium, and how you're going to make your payment. If you pay by check, uh, the premium will be sent out when we get the check. <laughs> <laughs> but if you play, pay by credit card, the premium should be sent out over the next week or two, depending upon how many pledges have already come in and how backed up they are. I, I get my T-shirts, uh, and I have one now on my little hoodie. Um, I get them pretty quickly, probably they, probably uh, 10 days to within, 14 days. Yeah. yeah, so they're getting to it within a week. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. Yeah, I always get mine fairly quick. Uh-huh. So, but we use credit cards, but still. Yeah, yeah. So give us a call at nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three, and I am here waiting to talk to you. And there's somebody. Well, nope. Try again. We saw the the light come on. Call again. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Thank you. You know that number. I remember now. You know what number I can't remember? My your, own phone your number. Own. Right, because I tried to call you to get in today. <laughs> it, is, does it start 469? I uh -huh. Okay, because it went to an answering thing. Oh, uh, because I was, uh, was on introducing the oh, okay. song, I was on the air, so okay. I figured, eh, it's just That's Candy, she's standing at the call door. Me. <laughs> right, and you told me that last time, and I forgot. So, um, we were talking during the week, Candy, and we were coming up with a topic for today's show. And I was a little bit hesitant because it's such a depressing topic. But it's current, and it's what's happening. And I think we mislabel it. You started the, our session today saying that we're going to talk about hate. And it's not about hate. It's about fear. Hmm. Fear of people being too different from me. And, and we're talking about the unrest in, the, in, um, in, our, in our world. Uh, not only what's happening uh, in Palestine 
and Israel, but also what's happening in the Ukraine and, and in other places. And it's... But the reaction to it is different. It looks like violence. I mean, it is violence. And, and so it looks like hate. Okay, so Russia bombed Ukraine. Well, that is greed. <laughs> that that is a different thing. That doesn't have to do with anyone's. But I'm talking race about the religion. reaction to it. There wasn't suddenly uh, a swelling of anti-Russian hate. Well, I think I think there is, and, and it's earned. Uh, Russia is. Um, what do I want to say? Um, violent. Russia is aggressive. Uh, Russia thought that they could just kind of walk in there and take over Ukraine. Uh, and so they, you know, people fight for their homeland. They do. Russia fought for their homeland in World War II. Um, so they should know better. But Putin wants to get the old USSR back together again. And uh, there are countries who left the USSR, and they like being their own country. Um, and even though they may all speak a similar language, they, they want their culture and their customs. Uh, and Russia wants it to come back to the old days. So, so I think a lot of people think negatively about Russia because it's, it's, it's so aggressive. But there's not the hate speech going on. No, I, the thing with the Middle East, um, and, and, and I think in, in Africa also, uh, you see groups of people really hating people. But what it is, is, is fear that I will lose something, and mainly it's power. Uh, I, I will lose being able to to live the way that I that I want to live, um, and I mean that's the Jews finally got a land, and all the people around them keep <laughs> trying to take it away from them, and and for what, you know, more land, I guess. Well, it's that the Palestinians are displaced also. Yeah, and, and maybe, and, and maybe I have this wrong because, you know, I'm a therapist. I really probably should not be talking about geopolitics. Um, but in, my, in the way I see it, I don't see Israel being aggressive and taking over Palestinian land as much as responding to them being attacked, even, you know, in 67 or whenever all that started. But I may have that wrong, so... so I hate to, to speak on that. Well, the idea that we were talking about has to do with what's going on over here uh, in response to it. Yep. And some of the statistics I found uh, is that online there's a 400% increase in anti-Muslim hate speech going on and a 5,000% increase in anti-Semitic hate posts going online. So it's targeted at both sides. Yes. Yes, because, you know, it's different. Um, the other thing, David, that I'm, I'm surprised about, and, and it's been going on since 2016, but it's still very surprising to me, is how many people who have that kind of hate in their hearts for people of color, for women... For, uh, for LGBTQ, for different re religions uh, or, or cultures. Who knew we had so many of those people in the U.S.? Regular, you know, people, you know, regular citizens, U.S. citizens, who, who really, I think, feel emboldened to stand up now and say how they really think and how they really feel. I, I'm all, I'm still very shocked here's, by that. Here's one statistic in the hate crime statistics that just came out for last year that surprised me. There's a 220% increase against 
hate uh, increase in hate crimes against Native Hawaiians. Really? Now you look at a group like that. You think Hawaii. What do you think of? You think of beautiful sunsets, beaches. Paradise. You, you think, think of, of paradise. paradise. Yeah. You think of beautiful people. Warm. Yeah. Welcoming people. 220% increase in hate crimes against Native Hawaiians. It's like. What is that about? You see, yeah. that, you see that, and it's like, okay, I give up. It's very interesting. I wonder what they hate them for. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's hard for somebody who doesn't hate and doesn't fear and looks forward to meeting people who are different. Yeah. Who come from different cultures and backgrounds, who doesn't think about race as soon as I meet somebody who's of a different race. But think about the profile of a person who would fill out, fill out that questionnaire and mark that, Hawaiians. That, that's the emboldened part that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. you, most people know I shouldn't be showing people my hate, but now they're showing it. They feel very free to show it. Who, who would fill that out that way? Who would answer that question? However, even if it's anonymous, you know, who, who would do that? But it's we've moved into this unfortunate, strange zone in <clears throat> this country where um, there's no repercussions anymore for showing your hate, or uh, either verbally or physically, or whatever. No much is done about it, and yeah. so now, now with snowballing, people like you said feel emboldened. I, I can say what I want and do what I want, and it's going to happen to me. Right, because they use a phrase, politically correct. All these people are trying to be politically correct, and now we can push back on them. Hmm. Uh, but they're there. That's the shocking part to me. That They are there. And you would just think as time goes on and we get to know each other better and, you know, we live next to each other, we're neighbors, we work together, that you would see that we have so much more in common then we have different, but it is. It's uh, it just went underground. It didn't go away, mm -hmm. and they just reproduced more of those people. As I said, it said in the musical South Pacific, you have to be carefully taught to hate your neighbor. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's something that's taught. You don't. You're not born. But that you would way. think with more people working together, although people aren't working together, they're zooming together. Same thing. Yeah. But it it's not the same as an up close and personal connection. No, but even in the Zoom world, you still work in teams. You still have projects together. Maybe you don't go out to lunch together, <clears throat> which I think is real important, or, you know, whoever had the job of being in charge of the birthdays that they had to set up something in the common area for everybody's birthday. Uh, and they don't have that as much, but they have they have enough. I mean, I do my supervision uh, in groups, and, and the, the people are close. They exchange information with each other. They exchange contact information. Um, yeah, this is just a, whole, a, a totally different You mentioned thing. fear. Do you think, because now America, the United States of America, is one of the most racially diverse countries on the planet, and that's just going to keep growing and growing. Um, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too. And um, do you think that because of that, some white people think I'm being I'm being phased out and we're, they're, they're, they're afraid of that? Yes, I think they're afraid of losing power, whatever they consider power, uh, that maybe I won't get the job that I should get because somebody else is going to get it. Maybe I won't get accepted into college because they're accepting too many people of color. Um, it's it's fear of losing power. Um, and it comes out like hate. Hold on. Laurent just went under the desk. I turned the microphone off where you're standing, Laurent. Oh. You don't have to whisper, Laurent. 
Thank you, whoever's calling. Please call in. Um, this is a real important community radio station, and these guys that I do this with quarterly, they don't get paid anything for doing this. It's all volunteer. Um, okay. And they, and they give up their Sunday to come in here and do this. So think about giving a pledge. But Laurent hates his family, and so it's a good way for him to get away from them. <laughs> <laughs> The family probably supports him in coming over here. <laughs> you know, you can make a sustaining donation. Monthly donations can be done with a credit or debit card as well as a checking or savings account. If you call now uh, and tell us you'd like to help with a sustaining monthly donation, your donation would be the gift that keeps giving all year, one month at a time. You can have it deducted on the 1st or 15th of the month that you choose, but the first uh, payment would uh, occur automatically today as we're entering it into the computer. It's easy, it's automatic. You select the amount that would come from your account every month. A minimum draft of $5 is required because much less than $5 and it would be, um, uh, it, the banking fees would uh, take up the entire amount. Monthly draft will occur for at least a year and after a year has expired, you can tell us to cancel it, to change the amount to keep going that's up to you so a sustaining monthly donation really is very helpful to the station um we have some tickets to give away Laron. yes sandy land presents standing with texas comedian actress sandra bernhardt she's going to be here on sunday december 3rd at the kessler park theater the kessler theater i'm sorry um, doors open at 6 o'clock. Um, all ages are welcome, which I'm a little surprised. Um, <laughs> if you know anything about Sandra Bernhardt, um, she has been around a very long time. Kind of mixed bag on her. Some people love her. Some people really do not. But she's been a big ally of the LGBT community forever. So, um, so it's nice to have a performer who, who is a big ally. So you can get a pair of tickets for $125, or you can get a pair of tickets plus a T-shirt for $160. So uh, it should be a really good show. Give us a call at 972-647-1893. I'll answer personally and take your pledge. Or you can go to knon.org and make a pledge. Hi, this is Patty Fink, and you're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. And, Laurent, you said uh, they can go online to... You can make, go online and make a general pledge. If you want to get the tickets, you need to call us directly. Again, 972-647-1893. And we have another show I want to tell you about. Uh, comedian Michelle Wolf is going to be here on Friday, November 17th, the House of Blues. We have one pair. Uh, that's $75 for a pair of tickets. And if you want tickets <coughs> and a T-shirt, it's $115. Call us for that. Don't go online for that. 972-647-1893. But if you want to go online to make a general pledge uh, and to see all the pledge premiums that we have uh, and um, make your pledge that way, go to knon.org and then hit the Pledge Now button, and it'll just ask you a few simple questions like your name, your address, phone uh, and what your pledge premium is, how you want to pay, and how much you're donating so nice and easy we're talking about uh fear <laughs> with fear candy. that looks like hate fear that well and when crimes are committed they are called hate crimes that's true i mean you want to call it hate you can i call it fear because that's what motivates the person to do those crappy things they do um, some new statistics came out last week or a couple of weeks ago. Uh, hate crimes against people based on their sexual orientation were up 13.8 percent. 11,634 hate crimes against the gay community were recorded. And uh, based on gender identity, those kinds of hate crimes are up 32.9 percent. And you know, they were already bad. And I think people are so courageous to be their authentic selves. With those kind of statistics, wouldn't you want to keep your head below radar 
but they don't. Uh, you know, there's been this thing that um, we need to make nursing homes safe because older people are having to go into the closet when they go into a nursing home. I wouldn't know how to do that. <laughs> I've never been in the closet. Well, be sure you pick the right nursing home. <laughs> well, and that's why we have a group like uh, Coalition for yes. Aging LGBT. And the Resource Center is putting together that retirement home mm -hmm. or assisted living or I don't know what they're calling it. Uh, it's not a nursing home at all. But and I think it is, it is for uh, seniors, uh, and it is for seniors who need some help finding a place to live, being able to afford a place to live, mm -hmm. um, and it's being built right now. And we need to get into some senior assisted living and nursing home living to make sure that there are safe places for LGBT people to live when they're older. Right. And, and what I'm seeing, but this, this is usually from people that, that have means, but what I'm seeing is that they're interviewing uh, senior living places and wanting to know, is it safe to be an out LGBTQ person here? Um, and there are places that are saying, yes, you mm -hmm. are welcome here, you are safe here. But it's important to ask that question. And, you, and as the consumer, you get to ask that question. I, I was thinking of something a minute ago, Laron, that you asked about, you know, what is the, the hate about? And I said it is about fear of losing personal power uh, or wealth or, or jobs. And I was thinking about that it used to be unattractive to some neighborhoods to have gay people move in. But it was a very short time where they saw where these LGBTQ people would bring more value to the neighborhood because they warmed up their houses and kept their yards really nice mm -hmm. and it really improved the neighborhood. And so, you know, I'm thinking people kind of got that. It, it, it may not be that they are compassionate and understanding of an LGBTQ person. It may be that they just helped the value of their house go up. So that was okay. <laughs> Funny. We went, we went trick-or-treating on Halloween, and I guess about five streets over. Um, neighborhood is kind of big. And our sister-in-law, Danny's sister, my sister-in-law, went with us with her kids. Um, and we came across um, the house that we've we've met them a couple of times. There's a gay couple that lives there, and so I told her, I say, hey, you know, go. Uh, uh, a gay couple lives there. She goes, oh, I can tell. And I go, hi. I mean, how? She goes, look at the yard. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> and they did. They had a fabulous uh, Halloween display. They went all out. <laughs> gay people love Halloween. Uh, they, okay? do. Uh, they do. We just we do. love Halloween. We do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if I had to give an award, there's probably one other house that would probably beat them, but they're definitely in the top five. Yeah, <laughs> I love that about yeah, us. I yeah. absolutely love that about us. So. You know, we're lovable people. So going back to the fear, do you really think that every single instance, and I don't mean, uh, is it even imp important what we call it, fear or hate, but do you really um, think every single instance of this, particularly when it comes to these violent crimes um, that are solely directed at a, a one group, do you think is all based on fear? Because I saw there's a video that circulated just last month of this trans woman walking around, looks like a downtown um, area at night, and just a group of boys were just hounding her and and beat her up. It was it was hard to watch, and I just I, I just struggle with looking at thinking they're not afraid of her, they're they, they're disgusted with her. Yeah, well, you know, to answer your question, nothing is one hundred percent. But let me play out the scenario that you gave. Um, <clears throat> what if one of these boys found the the trans woman attractive? 
and found out she was trans. Uh-oh. Is there something wrong with me? Mm, Does yep. that make me gay? Yep. All right? Or, using the coming out uh, model, stage two is you're having trouble accepting that identity of being gay and so you don't like you for that and you don't like other gay people and so you may do something violent like that uh, if you're unhealthy and can't manage your emotions otherwise and then maybe this is naive on my part but i would think 90 percent of the people wouldn't care if someone changed their gender and their name you know but the people that it does bother that's what you want to look at what what is that about because i would think a, a, a huge majority is, is pretty much live and let live now maybe that's naive but that's what i think no i i agree with you um the reaction to somebody telling you that they're gay or that they're transgender should be okay it doesn't affect me one way or the other why would it unless okay unless it's your spouse now there's going to be a problem uh but that makes sense so that that person <clears throat> is involved in that transitioning but you know someone down the block I, what, what does it matter i don't think you're naive obviously i think you're just very optimistic <laughs> very positive very positive and you are and that's great but yeah. the reality of it no a lot of people do care they shouldn't it makes no sense why would you care if i wanted to change my name or change my gender i'm not doing anything to you but a the, lot of people do care the issue about it. is the people who don't care and they and they are in the majority they're not asked on that survey they're not um in the news beating people up they're not stopping to help they're just going on with their life and so you're, we're not getting feedback from the majority they don't have a reason it's like it doesn't touch me whatever y'all are doing down there you know i'm just going to walk on um i, th I think the majority of people, on this, now this is not positive, but if they see something bad going on, they might just walk on. Maybe they'll call 911, maybe they won't. Mm -hmm. But they're not the ones that are doing it, but they're the ones that are kind of allowing it to happen. They're kind of witness, witnessing it without responding. What about people who want to do something that will hurt other people uh, and hurt their lives and what I'm thinking of specifically are there's this movement or this worry that the right wing is going to take away marriage equality and that the Supreme Court will take away marriage equality um, you know I can tell you what it did for me I was married eight months and 27 days and I know that because you have to be married nine months in order to get your spouse's social security oh, that's right oh darn david oh yeah i missed nine out on months. five years of social security ah. mm. um but that's how it is for straight or gay people by the way yes yes uh, yeah that's it's just the social security role. anyway after brian died his father was in the hospital uh, his father lives down in austin and so i went to visit him when i was down there uh doing something with the legislature covering something i'm not sure what it was but um went into his hospital room his nurse was there and his father who's somebody who brian had been estranged from for a while uh had gotten back together with to come to our wedding his father introduced me to the nurse and just said this is my son-in-law david wonderful and i realized you know what marriage equality did for him? It gave him the words. Yes, yes, very good. He gave him the words of how to describe to people who you are to him. Without going into, and my he was married to my son, blah, 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 blah. None of that. It's just, this is my son-in-law, David. Oh, nice to meet you. Yeah, very successful. And, and it was real easy. Uh -huh. It just made the relationship 
easy to understand for somebody who basically wasn't involved in it. Yeah, very descriptive. Perfect. What is the worry that people have that they need to take this away from me? You know, I was at a uh, conference in like 2005, a long time ago, a marriage and family conference, uh, counseling, Texas, state of Texas. And I was on a panel and there was a woman that asked a question uh, and I would say that she was in her, maybe she was in her 60s. And she said, and she started crying. She stood up in front of all these people and started crying and said that her husband had recently died and she had a problem that gay people wanted to call their relationship a marriage when what a marriage is is what she and her husband had. And so people on the panel, there were like two people before me, kind of came back with, I thought, pr pretty strong language. And of course, what I said, being who I am, they were counselors too, but anyway, what I said was I was so sorry that she had lost her husband. You could see that. She was grieving, mm -hmm. uh, publicly grieving. She wanted her marriage to have meaning. And there was something about if just anybody could marry, like two men or two women, that somehow took away meaning from my marriage. So I really felt for her. Uh, was she that insecure about her marriage? Well, you, it makes you wonder, did he have affairs on her? I don't know what the deal was. But she's not alone in that. Back in, you know, when uh, marriage equality was really, you know, out front, even before it became legal, um, just in, within a few states, I heard the very same thing from several uh, straight couples. And, they, and it was generational. Um, but, but, yeah, they did not. It's about losing power. They did it not, still goes back to that. The, yeah, they they, they they took offense when you compared uh, um, a gay marriage or same-sex couple getting married Mine, to theirs. Yes. They took offense to that very and, you much. Know, and, I bet you it's still there. Oh, absolutely you know? still there. So yeah. It, but, and so it doesn't make, it's not rational. It doesn't make sense that because we can marry people of our same gender, it somehow impacts them, straight people. It, it's not rational, it's emotional. Yeah. It's the fear that I'm going to lose something if you get a right that I have. It's also kind of, like, I guess, classist. Like, we are here, you are here. Oh, it's definitely, and that's how hate can exist. Mm -hmm. Because I don't really see you as a human being I see you as a subhuman right, being. Right. So I can, you know, kick dirt in your face. I can push you around. I can be mean to you because you're not really a human like me. Right. You don't deserve. You're something subhuman. You know, yeah. my reaction to um, Brian's death is exactly the opposite of that woman's reaction to her husband's death. I was invited to three weddings in a row <laughs> right after Brian died, and it was like, one week after another. Straight weddings? Uh, mix. Mm -hmm. And each of them invited me real tentative. Like, if this is too difficult for you to do, we understand. Real sensitive, weren't they? Very sensitive to But me. my reaction to it was, no, I want to be there because I want to make sure that you're as happy as I was. Yes. Yeah. You, you don't have that irrational thinking that these people have that we're talking to you about. That doesn't make, what that woman did in that meeting, stood up in front of everybody and cried and all that, you know, it's not, it was emotional. Um, and, there, and there was no changing that for her. Yeah. You know, all I did was say something consoling to her because I could tell she was upset. Uh, but she, no, she, there was nothing happy about uh, LGBTQ people marrying. There was nothing happy for her about that. So I mean, in, 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 in the same way, even when we were not allowed to get married, I was still happy for my straight friends or straight people who did get married. 
Yeah, I, it's like, why I would I be? Why would I be mad at that? So I don't think these are real healthy people that we're talking about here. That's why I think there's fewer of them than you think. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like to think most people are healthy. It's not a healthy <clears throat> response. It's not a rational response, no. and it's not healthy. Yeah. And yet, I think these people would describe themselves as kind people, and that is not rational. <laughs> They're not. They're not kind. But they do not see us as full-fledged human beings. No. Speaking kind. of kind, one kind of donation that you can make. <laughs> Very good, David. <laughs> to KNON because it is Pledge Drive is to uh, make a donation on Cash App. If you have Cash App on your phone, go to dollar sign KNON Radio to make a quick and easy pledge. That's dollar sign K-N-O-N-R-A-D-I-O, all caps, no space between K-N-O-N and radio. Cash App pledges are not eligible for premiums. If you'd like your entire donation to go to K-N-O-N and want to pledge using your phone, send your donation to K-N-O-N on Cash App and be sure to note which DJ you'd like to support. Uh, our show is listed under David Taffet, under yep. my name. This is uh, Pledge Drive on KNON. We need to take a break, and we'll be back with more with Candy Markham right after this. This is Raphael McDonald from Resource Center Dallas. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. And this is Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. We still have our tickets available. Mm -hmm. Laurent, you have those in front of you? Yeah, again, if you want to go see Sandra Bernhardt, again, big... Long-time actress and comedian, uh, very uh, big ally of the uh, LGBT community. She's going to be here on December 3rd at the Kessler Theater. Doors open at 6 o'clock. Um, you can get a pair of tickets for $125, or if you want a pair of tickets plus a T-shirt, you can get that for 160 You do have to call us directly to get that. Call us at 972-647-1893. The second show is uh, Michelle Wolf another comedian. She's going to be here um, Friday, November 17th at the House of Blues. Uh, one pair of tickets is $75. Um, you can get a pair of tickets plus a t-shirt for $115. And Patty just uh, texted in a pledge. She got a pledge for $250. Thank you for getting that for us, Patty. Thank Way to you, Patty. go, Patty. Awesome, we need awesome. to give her an apron. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think an apron is what Patty needs. Uh, it means she'd be cooking in the kitchen, and that's not going to happen. So, again, and again, if you want to make a general pledge, you can call us, 972-647-1893, or just to get the, uh, the other pair of tickets. Or if you just want to make a general pledge only, you can do that online at knon.org. Um, we have a new pledge item, a couple of new pledge items, this pledge drive. One of them is a KNON 40th anniversary pullover hoodie. It's a black Gildan uh, soft style fleece hoodie with front pockets, and it comes in sizes small to triple extra large. The other one is for a $60 pledge, a long sleeve T-shirt. It's red with black uh, KNON 40th anniversary logo on the front, also sizes small to three extra large. And that's along with our uh, 40th anniversary short sleeve T-shirt for a $50 pledge uh, that was introduced at our last pledge drive, which I have on right now. You look lovely, David. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, we're talking to Candy Markham. She's our first pledge drive guest and has been for, did we ever figure out how many years? Since the earth cooled comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> but we so appreciate having you every Se single time. Several offices from this one. I'm trying to. It's, it was before we had to get here, like at six in the morning. The one before that one. Oh, the one on Maple Avenue. Yes, the studio on Maple Avenue, mm -hmm. yeah, which, which yeah. is the storage facility now. Yep, it is. So. Yep. Um, we're talking about a variety of things. One of the things that we've been talking about is fear and hate. Um, I, I, I'm, give, give me more about the fear. What are people actually fearing in other people who are different than they are? And they're not really different than they are. They're just 
they might look different, they might have a different religion, they might have... They might have an accent, they might have a different color of skin, they might have a different gender, um, because I think uh, sexism is alive and well, and you can look at that with the abortion laws that are coming around. The fear is you're going to take something I want or you're going to take something away from me that I have. I don't think that these people that are so public about how they feel can put that in words. I think the words that they use may be people are coming across the border and taking jobs that my colleague, my colleagues, my peers would want. I think they talk about people coming over across the border with disease, with people wanting to make our country a country of addicts. I mean, they come up with really interesting <laughs> ways they say it, but mainly what it is is that it is the whiteness of our country going away and becoming more brown or black or yellow. And that's definitely scary to a lot of people. It scares a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Why, though? Why? Um, like you said, control. We are the superior race. Yes. So the interesting thing about being LGBTQ, which is what our show is about, is that we are all those things that we just said. We are people of different genders, all genders. Not, there's not just two, all genders. We are people of different races. We are people of different cultures, different languages. And I think, it has to be this way, I guess, is that there are people in our LGBTQ world who don't like other LGBTQ people. Strangely enough, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Not strange that I'm right. He doesn't mean that, folks. What he means is he agrees. Uh, yeah, yes. right, right. That's correct. <laughs> I mean, we get comments at Dallas Voice, and we, we moderate our comments because some of them are that bad. And uh, a number of the bad ones come from people who claim to be gay. Yeah, that's so, so weird. You know, it just, I, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure y'all will agree with me on this. I think as a people, LGBTQ people are kinder. I also think we're funny, funnier. Um, we give more, we volunteer more. Uh, I think we're more compassionate. If we could ever find that genetic code for LGBTQ, I think all of those would be on that DNA helix. That there's something about us that's really, really kind. So it's really surprising to me when you find these people that are not who are LGBTQ. There's not many of them, uh, but uh, they have to be there, you know. Because that kind of sick thinking is everywhere. And a lot of the anti that we see from people who are claiming to be gay is anti-trans. Yeah. Why, why does that bother people so much? Who, yeah, who that, that, I, I, that I have witnessed myself from other LGB people. They... The, well, for the longest time, there was only the G. Right. <laughs> so we've all kind of gone through what every, everyone else goes through. But it was, you know, um, I have taken up golf again, and I'm, I'm playing golf in, in the gay group. It's called D-G-D-G-S-A. Dallas Different Strokes, D-S-G-A, Different Strokes Golf Association. So it's kind of a clever name, Different Strokes. Um, but it's all male because they've had two or three women that, for other reasons, had to quit the membership. But they were so welcoming to me. They were said they were real excited. They said then they saw my name on the list that I was coming to play, and they could not be more welcoming. Uh, in Dallas and in other places too, 
gays and lesbians play well together. Mm-hmm. Play play very well together, but it hasn't always been like that. And it's not like that in every city. No, but there's some cities that are really good. I think Denver's really good at it. But then there's the B. And gay people think that that's just people who haven't <laughs> figured it out to, to being gay. <laughs> you're just saying that because you don't want to say you're gay. Right, right. You know, there's no such thing as bisexuality, which there is. There, there is. most definitely yeah. is. So then trying to get their head around that, and then comes the T. And it's like, oh my gosh. And that now, you know, the G is getting more and more watered down. <laughs> but, um, you know, God bless them all um, for standing up and being their authentic self and, and educating us all on, on the evolution of humans, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. God bless them all. One of our state representatives is bisexual, and she was elected, this is Erin down in Hayes County, um, which is just south of Austin. Mm. She was elected for standing up for a trans kid in, I think, her hometown of Dripping Springs. Um, and so it came out that she was bisexual. Now, she's married. She has a kid and married to a man. Mm-hmm. Has a kid. But still says she's bisexual. Politically, and it would runs be... for office. Isn't that something? Politically, it would be easier for her to just... Absolutely. Hey, so, I'm married. Yes, here's the husband, here's the child. See? Right. We reproduced. Yeah. But she doesn't. She doesn't. Now, that is rare in a politician. They will do whatever to get elected. <laughs> they will say whatever <laughs> to stay elected. But so, you have to give her credit. Absolutely. Yeah. And whoever... <clears throat> is in her district needs to give her money so she can keep winning. Well, I think that's part of why she was elected. It was one of those, if you're going to be honest about this, you're going to be honest about yes everything. You're going to be courageous and stand up for everybody. Yeah. So um, let's give one more pledge pitch. You yeah. still have those tickets. Nobody has called for them. Oh, I, for some reason I thought you and Patty got one pair of those tickets. No. No, she just called in a two hundred and fifty dollars oh, okay. pledge. All right, so okay, both of these sets of tickets are still available. Um, the Sandra, first one is uh, Sandra Bernhardt. She's going to be here December third at the Kessler Theater. Doors open at six o'clock. You can get a pair of tickets for one hundred and twenty-five dollars. You can get a pair of tickets plus a T-shirt for one hundred and sixty dollars. Again, you got to give us a call directly. I'm waiting to talk to you. Call me at nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Um, the other show is with uh, comedian Michelle Wolf. She's going to be at the House of Blues on November 17th. You can get a pair of those tickets for $75 or um, a pair of tickets plus a T-shirt for $115 pledge. Again, give me a call at 972-647-1893. And some expenses have gone up this year. Our I- tower lease is at $5,480 per month. That's just to get the signal out on the air. When you're pledging at KNON, you're uh, sending money so that we can operate the station. It's not going towards big salaries. <laughs> it's not going towards to, to us in any way, shape, or form. Uh, our studio lease is $3,750 a month. That's $9,000, just those two items alone mm. per month. And our portion of that is real little, and we're approaching that today, but we're not there yet. So we would appreciate any pledge amount that you can make, 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Or go online to knon.org. And hit the pledge now button. Um, let's just wrap up with with fear. All right. Now this intrigues you guys, doesn't it? It does. I can see. I hope it intrigues the listeners. And you know something? What? My office is on a state of alert because of what's going on. The churches. Uh, the the church, churches. The churches are. They've had Nazis, people in Nazi uniforms. Uh, protesting in front 
And wasn't this before what the terrorists enter, entering uh, Israel? Both before and after. Yeah, I mean, it's just there. I mean, the church that my synagogue meets in uh, broadcast, not broadcast, projected a message last year on the side of the church. There's a camera and they can project messages. So they projected the message, Happy Hanukkah. They got hate calls for it. Mm. I mean... It's a Christian church. Yeah. And they get hate calls. Mm-hmm. That doesn't... Christian and hate should not go together. It shouldn't. What are people so afraid of? You don't like the message, don't go to that church. There are others here in the city, believe it or not. I mean, we, we They're just, hard to find. But. You can say that about anything. You don't like the book, don't read it. You don't like the movie, don't go watch it. You don't yeah. like gay marriage, don't the, marry the, someone don't, who's gay. Thank you, thank you. Don't, ma- don't gay marry. <laughs> I love that one. You know, um, you don't want an abortion, don't have one. You know, I mean... <laughs> The list goes on and on and on. Unfortunately, people just can't mind their own business. And, you know, some of that is encouraged by people who are running for office because they think if they put that out there, those kind of messages about abortion, uh, about gay marriage, that it will get them votes. And unfortunately, it does. Yep. But those people are going to vote for them anyway, those hateful people. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting uh, juxtaposition of love, hate, fear, where it all comes together, Mm -hmm. you know. And we hope that love wins and that if people are fearful, that they do something that calms them down. That you come from a point of view of abundance and not scarcity. And what about allowing things that are happening in other parts of the world affect violence here? The New York City Police Department has reported a 7% increase in hate crimes since the October 7th attack. This is New York. We're ta- you might be talking about Jews and Muslims. That are all over New York. But who are all over New York. Yeah. But you're not talking about Israelis. You're not talking about Palestinians. You're talking about Americans. Right. Yes. And that's what we have in common. Why can't we look at that? Because we don't, they come from a place of scarcity. Hmm. You know? Well, Candy, I want to thank you for being here with us. Well, thank you for having me. I love to come here. And we love having you. We'll see you the 1st of February. (laughs) Right. And I'll call Ron to make sure I can get him. (laughs) (laughs) And for all of us here at Lambda Weekly, have a good week. If you'd like like to uh, call in, make a pledge, we still have a few minutes left. 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. And for all of us here at Lambda Week, have a good week.